Hello and welcome to the PHBC Pastors Podcast, where we seek to bring biblical and pastoral insight to everyday issues for the people of PHBC. I'm Brian. And I'm Brian. Indeed you are. How are you doing today? I'm well, thank you. Oh, nice. Seems like we just had this conversation not too long ago. One would think. Um, and yet, we find ourselves at the end. Here we are toward the end of March. <laughs> when When is... What, the well, St. Patrick's Day has already passed. <laughs> what are the Ides of March? When does that happen? I don't know when that day is. Maybe I we should figure that out. I have no idea. But I do know that we are at the end of our series on systematic theology. We've talked about scripture. We've talked about God. We've talked about salvation. Last week we talked about the church. And today we are talking about, fittingly, the last things. The last thing. Now, dear listener, you might be thinking, wait a minute, didn't they talk about the last things not too long ago? And you would be correct. We had a little... So really it isn't the last thing. <laughs> this is something we're going to continue talking about. Indeed. Uh, we had a mini-series back in the fall of 2020 on eschatology. There's your big word for the day. The study of the last things. So, uh, given that that was a four-week series, we're out, we were obviously able to get into more depth than we will be able to today. So, if you want more info on that, do find those podcasts uh, on our website, wherever you get your podcasts, um, to, to get into that. But for today, I wanted to, to think about how we ought to live in light of eternity. And I thought that uh, the great C.S. Lewis would be helpful um, to get us started on that. So I'm, I'm going to read a, a quote from his. It's, it's a bit longer, so just steal yourself. Um, but I, I'd love to, to get Pastor Brian's thoughts and just to, to discuss um, kind of how we are to live uh, our lives as Christians in light of eternity and then let uh, Lewis kind of speak to that. So, so here's something that C.S. Lewis wrote in 1948 in response to World War II and the development of the atomic bomb. In one way, we think a great deal too much of the atomic bomb. How are we to live in, a, in an atomic age? I'm tempted to reply, why, as you would have lived in the 16th century when the plague visited London almost every year. Or as you would have lived in a Viking age when raiders from Scandinavia might land and uh, cut your throat any night. Or indeed, as you are already living in an age of cancer, of disease, of paralysis, an age of air raids, an age of railway accidents, of motor accidents. In other words, do not let us begin by exaggerating the novelty of our situation. Believe me, dear sir and madam, you and all whom you love were already sentenced to death before the atomic bomb was invented, and quite a high percentage of us were going to die in unpleasant ways. We had indeed one very great advantage over our ancestors, anesthetics. But we have that still. It is perfectly ridiculous to go about whimpering and drawing long faces because the scientists have added one more chance of painful or premature death to a world which already bristled with such chances and in which death itself was not a chance at all, but a certainty. This is the first point to be made, and the first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. If we are going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let that bomb, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things. Praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting to our friends over a pint and a game of darts, not huddled together like frightened sheep and thinking about bombs. They may break our bodies. A mere microbe can do that, but they need not dominate our minds. End quote. What a lovely quote. I am such let's, a fan of that one. 
Let's go get a pint right now. Let's go and play darts. <laughs> I did like the tennis line. That was yeah, I figured a, I, that's, I think that's really the reason that you're <laughs> Any chance to get the... No. Um, so, I mean, clearly focused on the atomic bomb, but I think it would be reasonable for us to substitute that for any number of things. So, despite the progress we've made over the last few months, we do remain in a pandemic of COVID. There remain atomic bombs, quite a few more now than there were in 1948. Um, so the, the threat of death from whatever source, you know, you might want to choose remains. So any just initial thoughts on, on Lewis's, uh, quote? Well, basically, um, is let's, let's not live in a state of fear worrying about, you know, when, so we're, we're all going to die. Yep. Uh, that, that's it, sh back, backspace. Should the Lord tarry, we're all going to die. Sure. And so the Lord could come back and praise God, uh, you know, the dead in Christ be raised first and then we go to join him and that would be wonderful. Uh, but if the Lord tarries, uh, we're all going to die. And this is not something then that we need to waste our time worrying about when and how we're going to die. Uh, we just need to go about living our lives and living a faithful life. And so, like you said, we're in the midst of a pandemic right now and... Um, this doesn't mean that we just throw caution to the wind and you know we uh, we don't take reasonable precautions against a pandemic right. but uh, but we don't let the pandemic keep us from living mm -hmm. um, and so yeah we, we, we live our lives knowing that uh, one day our lives are going to come to an end and so let's let's be faithful in living while we're here yeah. And so, I love that language of a faithful life because we, we know that eternity awakes, uh, awaits us, that death is a certainty. I don't know if I've said on this podcast, but you know, studies show that 10 out of 10 people die. And so given that reality... Well, there are two who didn't die. <laughs> there are two. So it's like 99.9999999% chance you were going to die, but there are two that didn't. Fair enough. There you go. So, Enoch or Elijah, if you are listening in, please do call and we'll... That's right. <laughs> Let us know something we can talk about in the next podcast if you would like to uh, send, send Brian an email. But, and so, given that, what does a faithful life look like? And that's my favorite part of this quote. So, you know, if we're going to be died, even, you know, in this crazy scenario of an atomic bomb... Then let's be found doing human things, praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children. That is what a faithful life looks like. And so we need not think, oh, well, if I'm going to live a faithful, nice, I'm, like, faithful life, I must immediately uh, sell everything I have, move into the middle of the Amazonian rainforest, and begin sharing the gospel with those who have never heard it, or else I am failing to live a faithful life. I don't want to take that option off the table. Perhaps God is calling you to do such a thing, and if so, praise God, be faithful, go do that. But not to put that sort of life in a separate category of bathing children, listening to music, and reading your Bible in the morning. Such things are marks of faithful living, of loving those God has put in your life to love, of pursuing Christ-likeness, in um, being obedient to the things that Scripture calls us to. These things are faithful, are our markers of a faithful life. And so we should pursue them with gusto, not cowering, refreshing the internet, or watching cable news 24-7, just waiting for the next bad thing to come and the end of the world to be ushered upon us, but to live the life that God, God has called us to live in humility and faithfulness to him. That's what we should be about.
other thoughts on, on that idea of how we are to live in light of eternity? Um, no, not really. Just I think you've done a great job of summarizing. There you go. Um, wanted to take a, a pretty hard shift here. So we, we covered a lot of the kind of core things when it comes to what are the end times, what are the end times, how we are already living in the last days since Christ's ascension until his return. Uh, wanted to do two last things with our remaining minutes on this subject. Uh, one thing that we didn't touch on last uh, time, but that I heard some feedback on, the millennia. So not the... F uh, the Millennium Falcon? Not the Millennium Falcon, so oh. no, no Han Solo and Chewie. Uh, no. Um, but the millennial reign of Christ. So looking at the book of Revelation, um, surprisingly little text is given to that, but a whole lot of ink has been spilled since then. And so not wanting to overemphasize something that is not essential to our understanding of Revelation, let alone Scripture, but wanting to be faithful to the members here who have asked about it, uh, Pastor Wright, what is the millennium? What should we think about it? Just can you can you give us a few minutes on that? So the millennium refers to a millennium meaning a thousand, yep. um, and so it refers to the quote unquote thousand year reign of Christ. But that's been understood variously uh, by Christian theologians throughout the years. Uh, some believe that there is going to be um, that the millennium simply refers to a lengthy period of time mm -hmm. um, and so it's not a literal thousand year reign and again it's a very there's all of this is taken from a relatively brief passage in Revelation 20 yep. um, and so we, we can't be dogmatic mm -hmm. on this and say well, my understanding of the millennium is therefore is the correct understanding of the millennium. But then there's there are what called there are those who are called amillennialists. So the a, the alpha privative meaning. So it's to, to, <laughs> to negate the millennium. So it's not it's the amillennials are not saying that it's a literal thousand years. That it's but it's a refers to a lengthy period of time uh, that we're living in. Uh, then there are premillennialists, those who believe uh, that. Uh, the thousand years will come uh, prior um, to the so uh, uh, <laughs> there are there are premillennialists, postmillennialists, amillennialists, all of them having a different understanding of where where the thousand years and, and of course the amillennialists whether it is even a thousand year yeah. reign and so I am so in my understanding a historic premillennialist so to be differentiated from the pre-trib, pre-millennial mm -hmm. that you find like the Left Behind series of books are yeah. pre-trib, pre-mill, um, where those were hugely popular back in the 90s and into the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's historic pre, uh, or excuse me, pre-trib, pre-mill. Um, I am historic pre-trib, or uh, <laughs> these things, you know, I'm historic uh, pre-millennial, which means I believe, so I believe Christians are going to live through the tribulation uh, before the millennium happens, and then I believe you are a millennial, um, at least on most days you're a millennial, and and so and I, I have a number of very faithful pastor friends who are also a millennial, um, and then some days, frankly, I wake up and I think a millennial sounds like it sounds like a pretty good um, understanding of it, and then I go back to historic pre mill, um, and so I'm not never considered post millennialism myself. That's um, more the idea that 
that the earth is going to improve and so we're just going to have paradise basically here on earth right. and I don't think that's faithful to the scriptures right. um, but so yeah the millennium is this thousand year reign and so we do need to be careful this is a third level issue you mentioned earlier doctrinal level issues yeah. um, so you know first level issues these are gospel issues that you know if you don't believe these first level issues you're not even a Christian and then there are second level issues that uh, really define which congregation that we're going to be a part of and so um, does, does a congregation um, you know, re require baptism to be a member of the church, for example, is a second level issue. Um, and so PHBC, we, 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 we do require that. And so if you think children um, should be members of the church prior to baptism, then you should probably go to a Presbyterian church and join yeah. that church. Yeah. Um, not, we're not saying in that case that you're not, even, you're not a Christian. We're just saying you don't agree with it. This is a significant issue that you disagree with us on. Um, your your belief on the millennium is a third level issue and so we have people here at this congregation some who are pre-trib pre-mill people we have people who are historic pre-mill we have people who are amillennial um, and so and that's fine mm -hmm. uh, and we're welcome to ha have a discussion about those things um, and ultimately we we think that's fine because these things are still future to us yeah. and so we don't know um, you know, we, we study this and we can come to conclusions, but ultimately these things are still in the future. And, and we're not all right, for sure, <laughs> on it, or, um, and we might all be wrong yeah. um, on, on how we're understanding it. But that's probably more than most people wanted to hear about the millennium. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. And so I'll, since you faithfully put your cards on the table, I'll put mine. So I, I do fall more into the all-mill camp. But, but really, if foundation, I'm a pan-millennialist. It's all gonna pan out. Yes. <laughs> but a bump. Where was the drum roll? There was all a setup for that wonderful joke. No. So yeah, the, there is little written in scripture about it. Uh, we need to be careful as Christians. Anytime we get, you know, kind of clearly defined categories and fancy titles, as Pastor Brian mentioned, it, it's easy to kind of want to immediately take sides. And then when you take one side, well, now there's another side, and then we can have fun. Like this. Oh, we just got to be real careful. So so here's what we need to lock into. We know for certain that Christ is returning and he's coming to rule and to reign. That much is locked in. We know that there will be a time of judgment where God will pour out his judgment on those who are unbelievers. We as Christians, whether we uh, are on this earth to experience it or not, we know that we will be spared from that direct judgment because that has been absorbed by Christ. And so we are now righteous, cleansed, redeemed, saved from that um, eternal punishment that God has for those who are apart from Christ. Most things beyond those core truths we want to hold with an open hand. That's not to say we don't think about them. That's not to say we just turn a blind eye to them. Um, that's not to say we cut Revelation out of our Bibles. No, it's there um, because it's inspired by God and it is helpful. Um, but it means that we want to be humble in how we approach these things, um, not trying to, as, as Brian said, be dogmatic about them. So, there, there's uh, a few minutes on the Millennium. You can talk to either one of us if you want to go into further depth. Uh, Anything else at the end of this uh, discussion on the last times or on systematic theology as a whole? Pastor Brown, I want to give you the last word before we, we wrap it up. Anything at all? No, there's um, so lots of good books on this. Some of them um, weighty and long, you know, 1,500 pages long kind <laughs> of systematic theology books. Uh, some of them uh, gloriously short, just like just a little over 100 pages maybe um, in a book you can hold in the palm of your hand. And so I um, would encourage you, if this topic um, interests you, 
you can see me about some of these resources. I have many of them in my library already, and I'd be happy to loan a book to you. Yeah, and on the other extreme, if you want to get your own PhD in such matters, you see Pastor Brian, and he'll uh, he'll be your uh, your advisor for such matters. <laughs> I can tell you where to go. There you go. Well, thank you for joining us on this uh, two month whirlwind through systematic theology, y'all. This has been fantastic for me. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, we will look forward to the next adventure on the PHPC Pastors Podcast. But for now, thanks for listening, and God bless.